Hello and welcome to episode 31 of the 1099 for the week of February 29th, 2016. I am your host, as always, Josiah Renauden on this. It's like 70 degrees and sunny and uh, clear skies outside in Jacksonville, Florida. So anyone who's listening and covered in snow, ha, it's so much better here. <laughs> Uh, today, I am joined by the host of Rated S Games, a voice on the Stuck Together podcast, and a friend of mine who I've worked with. It kind of feels like yesterday, but also feels like 10 years ago. It's Todd yeah. Schlipburned, and hey. I'm working so hard to say your name right. Todd, how are you doing today? You you nailed it, man. I'm doing great. It's, it is crazy. I was like, <laughs> I like opened up Skype to uh, see if I, I was like, you're asking what my Skype was. I'm like, I don't already have you. And I checked it, and it was just like, so it, it was just all it was was like, you there? And then I said, you rang like two <laughs> years ago. <laughs> that sounds right. Like, that was probably me, like, trying to bug you and be like, hey, I have this content idea that you should probably do or something yeah. to that effect. Yeah, it's – for it people who don't know – something like that. Yeah, it's – for people who don't know, I – it really does feel like 10 years ago, but it was only, like, what, 20, 2013, 2012 or something like that. Uh, I was the editor-in-chief of a small kind of blog website-y thing called Stick Skills, which might still be the best name for anything ever. Uh, <laughs> and Todd was our video guy. And so also, many applications. So many applications for sticks. And yeah. we were uh you were also on on our podcast. And yeah. I think for a bit you probably like wrote reviews, wrote news. We kinda had everyone do a little I, bit of that thing. Yeah, it's one it's, it was this one of those kind of uh, everyone wears hats sort of places. Uh I mostly yeah, I mostly did like reviews and then the video things. It's actually um I mean it's part of why I'm doing YouTube stuff right now. Yeah, and that was one of the best parts about that site. It's something I talk a lot about on this podcast and it's so hard to find now, but a site where there's a lot of obvious raw talent. Um and that's kind of mm -hmm. how I always looked at that where we had like at one point like 12 or 13 people all work on this site. Like none of us were getting paid. It wasn't a paid gig. It was just people who were, you know, we were like 18, 19, 20, 21 around that age and we were not quite ready to go off on our own and do our own thing or pitch to a GameSpot or an IGN. But we all had kind of like this big passion for what we were doing, uh, but, you know, not enough of a, of a finish, not enough of a smooth finish to be able to like actually apply that elsewhere. So we just spent just hours every day just pouring stuff into there. And yeah, if you look at a lot of those people who wrote on that site, I mean, uh, Nick, Nick Mudry, he's at Harmonix now. Yeah, uh, yeah, I saw. I see that. Crazy. That's pretty crazy. Uh, and then Dylan Skiffington does a lot of stuff for like Hearthhead, and he works for Zam, and has been on like Playboy and Kotaku, and mm -hmm. like, Doug has his own YouTube channel. You have your own YouTube channel. It's weird. It's always weird yeah. looking back at that kind of stuff. Um, but even, I mean, looking back then, when we first started working together, I can already tell you had an eye for editing and an eye for video. And uh, it was actually your first video review. And I wish I remember the game. It's it was for it was Anarchy Reigns. That's, okay, I was about to say it, it looked kind of like that black and white Wii game. And I yeah. think I love characters. I yeah. And that was the first time I saw that, and I saw the amount of work you put into it. And I was like, oh. Like, this is, like, there's something here. Um, and uh, I remember at that time, you were sort of kind of moving to your own YouTube channel. It was like, of course, at the time, I wanted you to do stuff for us. But it was also like, no, no, no. Like, you should do separate. Like, in my head, I was like, I know where this is going. Uh, even if yeah. back then, uh, video was viable, but wasn't nearly as viable as it is now. So really to start, what sort of video editing experience at that time did you have and what really made you want to start getting into making videos about video games you know that whole process it, it's it's kind of weird to think of everything as being in some way like causal to the next thing because of i just didn't I just didn't expect any of that to happen but like back when i was i don't know it was like early college i was probably like 19 or something like that I got like super like fed up with like I played like tons of video games and like didn't do anything. It's kind of like oh I'm so crappy. So I um like there's like a random I I had been playing a lot of Xbox Live arcade games. So um there's some website I was following called XBLA fans and okay. they covered like exclusively Xbox Live arcade games and I was like sure niche market that's cheap so I don't have to like <laughs> buy the the biggest game every week or month or whatever. So I was like, yeah, sure, I could do that. Like, it, and it was a volunteer thing also. And um, I don't know. I, I was like, all right, let's 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 do this. It'd be fun. And I was with that website for like two and a half years, something like that. I remember at some point you were on the PSN fans. Yeah, side. I also wrote something for XBLA fans at one point, but uh, yeah. they were looking for news writers or something, and I applied and got it. So that was cool. Yeah, it was, um, it, it was, it was a very interesting outfit, I, I think. 
they're they're still doing stuff, um, which is great. And uh, but what it what had happened was eventually after like doing lots of features and reviews and all kinds of bananas, I uh, they wanted to get into doing guides. Um, I don't really remember why, but they decided that that was a good idea. And I was yeah. like, yeah, sure, I love guides. Guides are fun. Uh, I was I like I kind of like I had this I, I I love Rooster Teeth I guess first and foremost I love theirs I love Red versus Blue I started watching Achievement Hunter I loved Achievement Hunter um and I was thinking like oh you know I'll do guides kind of like Achievement Hunter does guides and um at the time I didn't have any hardware with which to do that so I figured okay well I'll just we'll just write and that's what we did we made these incredibly complicated like 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 page based guides so you those things on everything and go aren't to a different easy page. they take forever it took me for freaking ever like just tons and tons of time poured into these things uh like i did i did one for fez and fez was notable because they uh got me a capture card to do it but i wasn't comfortable enough with using it to make videos so I used it to capture like 170 screenshots, and it was a 17,000 word guide. Oh, that's like a book. 17,000 words. Well, and you know, I mean, at at the time, I did I had no, not even a semblance of understanding of how much money that's worth. Oh, jeez, <laughs> like, an unbelievable of, amount. <laughs> I mean, that would have been worth. I mean, easily like a, like above a thousand dollars, easily. So and, and, and it all just for a free. Quick thing, like like. Polygon does like lower end is like twenty five cents a word. Like you're looking at mm-hmm. a lot more than that. Like that's what that's what I was I was like because funnily enough I pitched not pitched uh, Philip Kohler like did like a feeler for guides and I was like I sent him that guide saying I did I did all this blah 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 and he was like oh this is actually really good I didn't actually get, end up getting whatever thing that they put out but yeah that were like yeah. yeah like that's how much they pay I was like that that'd be freaking insane. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so I, I don't know, I, like, after that, I, I think Spelunky X, for the Xbox Live Arcade came out, and I was like, okay, well, I can make a video about this or something, and I ended up making a video, um, about a really easy way to beat, uh, Olmec, who's just, like, not really the final boss, but he's, like, the, he, he seems like the final boss until, like, you play more of the game, and, um, it was, like, a, like a minute-long video, no script, I just got to that point, and I just started talking, like, while it was, no, no, I did it, recorded it, and then talked over it. And that video is still up there somewhere. I think like 50,000 views or something like Jeez. that. And it's my first video ever, and it's like not great. But the point is that I was like, oh, this isn't hard at all. <laughs> <laughs> I just was like, oh, okay, sure, I can do this. Um, and, you know, uh, I think like within four or five months, um, we had like a little bit of a snafu at XBLA fans. So I, I ended up leaving, and they let me keep the hardware, the the capture card, which is great of them. Um, I went over to Stick Skills, and... I this was basically at the like right before I think uh, you reached out to me for stick skills. Mm. I had that was when I was like getting kind of hyped up on achievement hunter, and I was thinking, oh, I could just, I could just do that. I could go. They have like an acute uh, community channel, and it's like you, you do if you make videos for them. They've always like historically since the dawn of Rooster Teeth have hired from within their own community, and yeah. they actually did hire somebody uh, Ray Narvaez from doing achievement hunter videos he did three like did them for like three years and they hired him and i was like oh man i could totally do that there's, there's no reason i can do that. i couldn't do that i can be you know funny in between being uh instruct you know giving out instructions not a problem at all and so like i was in up i ended up getting torn between doing my own stuff making achievement hunter videos and then eventually doing stuff for stick skills mm. and uh it was it was i remember there was a little bit of like it kind of they got to a point where there's a little bit of tension because like yeah uh, Doug wanted me to do more like kind of higher production value stuff like the reviews and um, my my channel started to kind of go places. And so I was kind of like, uh. <laughs> yeah, it gets to a point where when you're in, you know, Doug's still a great friend of mine, like but when you're doing your own oh, website, it. you get very focused on it. Similar with like your channel where you get very focused on it. Like we could tell like the quality of that review. And it was this thing where like I could tell you were very split on like. I need to do like this, but I also want to do this. And yeah, it's super hard to try to balance that, especially when like, once again, when there's no pay, it's hard to, mm-hmm. you know, be not forceful, but like in any way be demanding. I'm like, no, no, we really want you to do this. Cause like you got to do your own shit. But yeah, mm-hmm. I remember, I do remember that moment and being like, Oh, there's going to be a moment where like, I, I <laughs> like, if I wasn't, you know, heading this site, 
and there I, I think I even at one point did tell you like you should do your own shit because like I get you it did. yeah because like you, you I did actually tell me that <laughs> yeah because like I get I want you to be here and do this but you know there's there's a moment where you realize like oh no no I'm really good at this and you want to be able to own your content you want to be able yeah. to you know show that and of course you would have every right to you know take the stick skill stuff and say like hey I did this but you want to say like no this is all of mine and like I totally understand. Yeah, I mean, and that was, I think that was really where I was at. It was a kind of, you know, personally, I was, I was always complete ass in, in school, in school environments. Like I just, it just was never clicked with me. Um, After like high school when like you couldn't just, whatever, you couldn't just coast by being yep. smart, <laughs> I guess. Because, yeah, no, you know, that's kind of like what my like middle school was. I was like, whatever, I, I understand all this shit. I, I don't I don't care. But like in high school, like I like didn't do homework in college. I didn't do homework. And it's like, you can't do that. So it was like I finally kind of had something that I put effort into that I cared about. And it was like I, I kind of want to just develop this thing, even if, you know, looking back, I, it probably would have been it probably could have played out really well to have just sat there and like just went ham on doing like you know quote unquote more journalistic approaches to video stuff especially with like websites like polygon being so video focused now you know there's a part of me yeah. that's like i if i had if i had stayed that course i could have you know i could have been could have been doing that but, which isn't you know a regret but that's definitely something that could have happened yeah and this is something that you know i talked to i had dug on this podcast a while ago and we had talked afterward uh, and you came up at one point and he's always said this and i've always said this especially with how your channel's been going is like you of course your channel's doing well uh, and i definitely want to talk about that channel but we've always mm -hmm. felt that you're like one or two like centimeters away from breaking out where it's like <laughs> the quality is there and everything is there. It's like one, like something just needs to like – like a feather needs to go on the top of the pile and then really? boom, it will break through. So really like I want to talk about your channel. How many iterations have there been and what really made you decide on its current form? So um, when I, I first started it as an everything channel because I, I guess you kind of just do that yep. when, you, when you were like – you're like, well, I have this time now and I'm just going to – you know, really kind of try and put everything into it. Uh, it started off, the channel was called uh, Rated S for Sandwich mm. because um, that was my motto on Xbox Live. And most of the games that I wanted to cover were Xbox Live arcade games. Um, and I, 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 for, I just feel, I felt like I was like, this is something that needs, that needs more coverage. I don't know. People don't, it, it, like the mentality that brought me to, X, to XBLA fans is what brought me to my channel. It was like, well, people don't, cover xbox live arcade games or indie games in that in, in general with the 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 love and the tenacity that they were that they cover bigger games it's like oh this big you know oh well, we gotta do a big review and then like let's do a feature about it also and then you know not, maybe not like at the level of destiny where every time something shows up in the shop people run with a story on it but something you know like where it has like ramifications in the game culture world and people feel like there's a conversation to have there and to be fair now we're kind of having those conversations but at the time it was I very like different we back then yeah yeah, this was like, I guess to clarify for people, this was like three and a half-ish years ago. I started in September of uh, 2012. Um, so, yeah, like a little bit over that, or a little bit less than that, I guess. You know, I, I, I first started doing Let's Plays and comedy things and a review. Like every month I would do, I would record Let's Plays by myself or with a friend. And then I would do this, um, I had this this show called uh, Exploring Curiosity where I'd play a game for like 30 minutes to an hour and just and just sort of, it's kind of like Mystery Science Theater 3000 mm. where I would just kind of make comments at it while I was playing and then cut them together into something funnier. Um, it, wasn't, it wasn't super funny, but I, I had fun doing it. And, uh, then I, and then I started doing like a review a month. And or so to speak, a review. It was kind of more like a, a, an analytical critique, I guess, of trying to figure out like why the game spoke to me so much, um, in the hopes that somebody else might understand or whatever feel compelled to experience that game uh, for for whatever it was that I was that I was trying to I guess sell about it. Um, and over, I think over like the course of, you know, maybe half a year, I eventually dropped the Let's Play stuff uh, for whatever reason. I, I think that like I kind of just talked myself out of it because it wasn't it wasn't doing super well. 
And, and the, there's a lot of Let's Plays out there in general. It's hard to just, you know, there do are, one and be like, hey, look at my Let's Play. You should watch this one instead. Exactly. And and frankly, I don't I don't think that I have any particular thing to offer in terms of Let's Plays that anyone else doesn't. I mean, I'm sure, you know, with enough effort, you can make a Let's Play channel that's super great. But either way, I was kind of like, ah, oh, whatever, I'll, I'll, I'll stop this. So I was really just doing the, the, the little, like, jokey things and then the reviews. Oh, what was it? I don't remember when it was because I'm terrible at time, especially working on YouTube. Yep. <laughs> I have no idea when it is ever. Um, this uh, there's a group, there's a there's a bunch of a big group, two big groups of of YouTubers who do a, like review games in sort of a like a comedic fashion. Uh, one of them is Normal Boots, which includes um, such YouTubers as like JonTron and Peanut Butter Gamer, um, and that also includes like kind of let's let's play your channels like uh, Continue Show and stuff like that. And then there's another group that just started like two something years ago, uh, right when I was getting kind of really invested, and it was after Stick Skills, I think, is after I had left Stick Skills and was like, all right, I'm gonna go do my own thing um, called Hidden Block, and they began there was like there's six of them and they were all fairly small i think like the biggest person had like thirty thousand subscribers something like that i don't remember what it was um and they had a forum and on this forum they had like um they had like like i pitched doing like a creative thing so it's like oh you know if you're a really small youtuber you, sh you could join and talk and stuff like that well i did that and i ended up like kind of catching like a little bit of wind like a little bit of fire and um, one of my videos, one of my review-ish videos sort of took off. And, you know, from there it was kind of like, okay, well, this is, I should definitely be doing more of this. Because, you know, these people are doing this and they're like huge. And uh, their stuff is really funny and there's no reason that I can't achieve that level of whatever success. Yeah. And um, so, that you know, from there it was pretty much just like doing the joke thing and then doing a, a review. And that was just back and forth. Like those are like my two shows. Um, and eventually, I think about a year and a half ago after doing that and kind of finally like getting some steam and doing like collaborations with some of those people in Hidden Block, I, uh, I switched my the channel's name to Rated S Games. And um, that, was really, that was really the only two transformations. I, I, it was dropping Let's Play stuff and then changing the name of my show and kind of getting a better, more solid and, and unambiguous approach like this is what i want to do i want to find the you know the premise of a game whatever it's, it's it feels like it's attempting to mm -hmm. provide in terms of a gaming experience and just analyze how it does it and you know what i what i get out of it and maybe what other people would get out of it yeah and that's one of the hardest things to do whether it be in video and writing and podcasting is sometimes you get set in like well i'm gonna do all this stuff and just keep doing it and not really sometimes you don't realize that what you're doing is not catching fire it's not mm -hmm. working for you and you were you know fortunate enough that you saw what hit what worked and kind of design it from there so like how how long did it take before you were really comfortable in your own unique critical voice because that could take a while it sometimes when I write a review I felt like I was writing how everyone else was and I was supposed mm -hmm. to instead of writing how I felt <laughs> comfortable which is totally a thing and then finally when I got oh, the game man. spot and I got encouraged by uh, Kevin Van Ord to be like, hey, no, no, no. I remember I um, always it was an NBA 2K15 review, and uh, you know we would always talk about edits and stuff. I remember that. Yeah, and that one went up, and I remember him e emailing me right after and be like, hey, whatever you did here, keep doing that. Like that's that was it, and that's what really changed me. Be like, okay, like this is how I need to approach games, and it helped because I'm really into basketball, and I was able to discuss it kind of at a, a you know micro and macro level. So that helped. But what, how long did it really take you to feel like okay? This is what I'm supposed to do. I'm looking. I'm using. I'm cheating. I'm using my own. I'm using my channel's video no dates to figure out when the hell shit happened. Um, I made a video about a game called Blade Kitten, which is not a great game. Um, great name. It's a great name. Uh, wasted potential. <laughs> uh, and it, it was. I sort of was bagging on this game. Um, and this was definitely outside my 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 wheelhouse in terms of the channel and even my own personal I think voice I guess even at the time I I've, I I was like well you know I'm an I'm an analyst or whatever uh, self claiming am analyst so I feel like I should analyze some bad stuff every once in a while and you know the truth of the matter is that people on YouTube 
across the board, unequivocally, no matter how much evidence you have to suggest that people really like really intelligent and uh, positive breakdowns of stuff, mm-hmm. people like it when you beat something up way more. Yep. All the time. I'll, like, uh, tons of the channels that I follow, people that I work with, they have, like, they do, like, top tens and stuff like that. It's really funny because you see something, they'll do, like, a back-to-back. Top ten best, top ten worst. Top ten worst will always do at least 150% better. Yep. If not, you know, miles better. People and People like angry shit on the internet. They really do. And it's one of those things that uh, I, this was probably the source of my struggles for, for the longest time was was reconciling that fact against... The 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 equally um, unavoidable truth that it doesn't it doesn't mean that you can't do positive things and and succeed. Yeah. Um. But I so I I tried this negative like kind of like ah uh, like all oh, the like how they do this and that and you know being like kind of incredulous and loud and and like 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 uh, you know some of the normal boots and and hidden block people do as well. Um. And it was funny and that that video did that was the best vi- performing video I had had. Um. They featured it on their website and. So I was like, oh, wow. But, you know, ultimately, I, I ended up following it up with a review of Battleblock Theater, which is one of my favorite games, like, ever. I freaking love that game. It's, it is so much fun. And I was, so I, I, I did the same level of attention to Blade Kitten that I did to Battleblock Theater, and it felt so much better. So, for, I mean, from then on, it was sort of like, a, like five or six videos while I was trying to kind of refigure myself out. I, I ended up kind of bouncing back down to... More of a, um, more of like a, a traditional review style. Like mm-hmm. back, in fact, when I was at Stick Skills, uh, I think his name was Chris Sheridan. Yep. Yeah, that guy. He um, he was he. Every time I wrote something, he would. And this isn't a dig, but every time I wrote something, he would say like, you know, you know, you're you're too wordy, too stream of conscious, too this, too that. And it was like, I don't. I understand that because you know that's the website wasn't necessarily going for that style. Yeah. And you know, ostensibly, it might it might not have been working for readers. I, I don't know. We didn't really get a lot of feedback, or I didn't, mm. um, from actual readers. And so I figured, like, I I don't I kept kept thinking about that. I kept thinking about like, what am I doing wrong there? Is it am I doing that something wrong here? Is that something? Is there is there a crossover there? So I started writing a lot more concise um, for the next like few videos, except for one on Sonic Generations where I kind of went crazy. Um, <laughs> But I, I so I had like shorter videos for a while and more condensed, and I liked it for a while. And then I realized that I was just reviewing stuff, yep. and I never wanted to just review things because I could do that in four minutes. <laughs> There's no point in making ten minute videos with where I felt I was trying to do something a little bit more than just you know you should buy this or you shouldn't. And so I think like around like beginning of like 2014 is when I was like okay I. Th- think i've i think i've got this i, I think I, I i know kind of better what i want to do how, how i want to frame these games and how i want to like get people to understand the difference between a review as it were in the current lexicon and a critique i i need to make these critiques and that that's on me it's not like i can train other people but just like i need to make the i need to present the video in a way that they understand that i'm going for something different and like so like I, I did a video on Donkey Kong Country Returns um almost like yeah, like about two years ago, at least like next month. And um it just it clicked. It 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 did better than pretty much any other video that I had. Yeah. Uh, it is a it is a Nintendo thing, which which you know, in that in this community will always do better than pretty much anything else. Yeah, um, no, I can totally but, see that. Yeah, it's it's a very Nintendo y uh, it's a very Nintendo Wii community, which is a little um, disparaging at times. But yeah, it did way better. And like from then on, uh, my channel started growing a lot faster because my just it was just a I had found like as you said I had found my voice. Um, <laughs> it felt pretty good. Yeah, no, and like I totally actually remember what you were talking about in terms of like the wordiness. Uh, and I think you know if I was if we ran this back right now, I, I think that would have turned out differently because there was a certain. Everyone has their own unique style, but I think back then we had a very specific idea of what a review can be. And I feel like the industry at large had a very specific idea of what a review can be. And since then, mm-hmm. there are a lot more reviews, especially on GameSpot um, when Kevin was still around. And we had, uh, I, I was, him. when I was uh, in kind of that freelancer group, it, I really felt like we had this diverse level of criticism where you can see someone who's 
lot of people would be like, this almost sounds like a feature, more of a feature than a review. And but that's mm-hmm. fine because it worked for that person and it came off fine. And it wasn't just this laundry list of, well, the sound sucks, but the graphics are good <laughs> and the guns shoot real well. And because like that's these aren't you know these aren't laptops where we're talking about if there's enough RAM. These aren't like cameras where we're saying, well, this is, doesn't really come through very clearly. But yeah. yeah, I I know so I know exactly what you mean. I think for you that style where you're not talking about games in the traditional review sense. You're digging into these specific things that work for you and trying to illustrate why they work for you and try to get people to understand. And it was something that when I did my first GameSpot feature, which was that Final Fantasy VIII retrospective, it was similar mm-hmm. in that way. Where that here's, great, Thank you. And it was one of the most fun things to write, and I got one of the best responses from it because it was, yeah. here is something that means a lot to me personally. Mm, Josiah, that is the thing. That is the, I've realized this, and you think it'd be obvious because it's called YouTube. That is the language of YouTube. It's yeah. just passion. You can be completely, and, and to people's credit, without naming names, you can be completely incompetent and inept as an yep. analyst. It doesn't matter. It really does not matter. If you are passionate about something, you will find people who feel it. it, it, it they, they, like, there's, a, there's someone I, I, I watch uh, who I, I think, like, you know, from a technical standpoint, I'm like, their videos are, like, way too long and way too this and that. I'm like, I, I sit there and I break it down. And I'm like, I don't understand. Why is it doing when well? I, when I was yeah, why? And, and not that I wouldn't want that person to do well. Um, they're incredibly nice, but it's just like I'm like, why? I don't get it because you know personally, like I, and I think this happens for most YouTubers. I wasn't seeing the level of success that they were, so I'm like, I, they're they're doing something that I'm not. I don't know what it is, and you know, I, I've had a lot of conversations about this since then as well. But just if 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 the passion doesn't come across, it goes and it goes nowhere. Yeah, if you have the most airtight argument ever. It does not matter if people don't feel like you really care about it, at least with especially with video, because there's voice. It just it won't go anywhere. It just won't. And if you are able to, one, have this natural passion for something and to actually know what the hell you're doing, like and that's when it. It, yeah, and convey it correctly. That's when it comes together. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's very, very hard to do, especially like uh, you'll see a lot of I'm not going to name names either. A lot of writers who are, you know, sometimes even in full time positions where they're almost running off passion and being a fan of video games before they are a writer, which mm-hmm. when I was coming up and I had this traditional, you know, journalism background, it, it was <laughs> yeah, very frustrating thing. to see because yeah. you're like, <laughs> like, you're not trying to be an asshole, not trying to be vain. You just look at them like, oh, like this person can't yeah. write and they're in this position and like, God damn it. Why is that not me? And there, there is jealousy early on. But yeah, it's mm-hmm. it's being able to understand like, OK, there's I have this passion. I have these skills. How can I blend this together? And yeah, uh, I, I do look at yours, and I'm not trying to blow smoke up your ass. I do look up, look at your videos as this this combination of someone who knows their shit and can bring up these very this very specific minutia about oh, man, a Sonic game or a Metroid game, and be able to also correctly write and produce and convey that message. And yours, your videos are usually correct me if I'm wrong. Usually over ten minutes if you're doing like a very deep dive mm-hmm. on it. Yeah, uh, yeah, usually. So, how long? Do these videos take to write and produce? Because, like I told you, like Doug had told me multiple times, like he's like one break away from getting to where he needs to be. Because everything is there that makes for a, you know a massive YouTube channel. So, how much do you have to put in these to make them? Man, it kills me, man. Um, you know, it it really it really really varies. Uh, like I did a I did a video on uh, on Samus, the, the main character from Metroid, uh, that took me. An incredible amount of time. Like I, I, I cannot count the time because I played through Metroid. Um, I played through Metroid. Played through Metroid Two. I played through Metroid Prime and Metroid Fusion and most of other M. And so that's a really long time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's really. Like you know, forty something hours of of Metroid, which for the most part was really fun. Metroid Two was, but everything else was like a fantastic. Uh, I, I enjoy it. I, I could, you know, I could play Metroid Fusion. But I could play Metro Fusion right now, um, but you know, and then after that, it was just it was a lot of it was a lot of understanding something that game designers their job is for you to not see it. Yeah, they don't want you to see how things work. They don't want you to see how they get you to care about a power up. Like the fact that you've got a, a speed booster is like what? Like you know, this is a big deal. They they don't want you to to know. And so I you know I end up spending a lot of time reverse engineering game design 
at least as far as I feel as though I'm doing that. Maybe I'm not. Who knows? I, I, I don't want to be like, oh, I'm so great. But I <laughs> that's that's what I am trying to do at the very least. And that takes honestly, that, that takes most of the time is sitting there being like, how? So how does this work? <laughs> Um, when it comes to like writing, you know, I I've always as as we were talking about earlier, I'm a stream of consciousness person. So once I've like nailed it, or I feel as though I've nailed it, I'm just like, you know, it just kind of comes yeah. out in like maybe in two hours or so, even for like really long scripts. And I I tend to have a pretty like big break between uh, writing a script and and finalizing the script because I it since I, it's kind of like a blast, like I just kind of, you know, drop it all out. I, I like to give it time to sort of cool off. And then I I'll think we again. have a very similar writing style of like, I don't outline things very often or like, I just kind of like, okay, mm-hmm. I'm just going to puke everything that's in my brain onto this word document. Let it, this is a gross visual. Let it kind of <laughs> sit there for a bit, you know? Yeah. It's like then, a steaming pile of shit. You yeah. Steaming, let it... <laughs> here's a giant pile of shit and I'm going to make this shit into a diamond or at least as close to a diamond as I can. Exactly. But, yeah. And in you know, uh, see, I avoided that. This is this is a tangent. I'm sorry. No, I avoided fine. that for most of this channel. I avoided doing that because of what we were talking about. Where it's like, oh, I got to do this because this is how you write well. And I realized that that was sapping all the passion out of my videos because I think when you think like that, like you like, and correct me if, if maybe you can corroborate this. Let's say that you're talking about you know some feature in in a game while you're reviewing it. Like you're like writing and you're like, okay, you know this feature is how it works. And then like something just kind of like just whoop, just kind of pops in your mind. It clicks just like a little bit, and you're like, oh, this does this, and you just go ham on that. And it's yep. like 200 words later, and you've you've just elaborated on something that which yeah, you know, ostensibly a consumer is not going to necessarily make a decision based on that. But and I never gave myself credit for this. They feel that that 200 words of passion. That's all just like giving a really good sense of how important that feature is. And, 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 it, and, you know, when it comes to video stuff, I have to say all that. So it's like when I get on these tangents inside the, not even tangents, but just sort of like, uh, you know, exploring these concepts fuller, it's like, oh man, like people really get a feel for that. And well, here's something that I think I would, this is something I think I would do differently now than if like, let's say stick skills, once again, stick skills 2.0, when we had the same group, <laughs> like I, I agree with you that if there's something that grabs your attention and you realize something and you're like, oh my god, the sound design in this game and you need to pay a certain amount of attention to it. I think mm-hmm. the problem with reviews very often is you're like, okay, well, but you also need to pay attention to every other aspect. And I don't believe in that. I think that if oh, 100%. If something about the game, if this specific mode, like, I will mention this mode, but if there's mm-hmm. nothing special about it in this, in, let's say Madden, there's a specific mode I don't care about, I'm not going to spend a paragraph on it. I'm not going to spend a paragraph on the graphics if the graphics don't grab me or don't do a lot for the experience. And so right. often we feel like we need to go down a checklist. I don't think that's the case. I think you need to talk about here is what this is my, you know, this is my opinion on a game. Here's what mm-hmm. grabbed me and here's what meant something to me. And I don't care about the fact that this new game plus didn't really care about it. Didn't work for me. So I'm not going to waste time and words on it. A hundred percent agreed. Um, it, 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 when I was like, when we were still at like stick skills, actually, I had been like thinking about like how I would improve the score system. Cause I, I always kind of like, like fussed with Doug about it. Yep. And I was like, I feel like if we're going to have itemized scores that we should just itemize everything because then it's like, well, at least the consumer can like get an idea of like everything's quality, like the single player campaign, the story, the AI, blah, 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 like everything, just like all these different scores. And I'm like, yep. I realize that that's kind of insane. But like just in terms of, you know, if they want to know all these little minute things, I don't want to put that in the review. Because it's not—I don't feel like it's worth talking about. And I could say like it works, and that's enough, I guess. Um, but but in any case, so the writing process is usually just like um, like a, a day or two, and I'll do other things in between. But it's like a you know, I, I had to give it that much space. Um, recording footage can take forever, and so like like again like with this with this specific like Samus video forever. Uh, really forever too, because I talked about the freaking I talked about Ridley all the time. So I had to I had to play eighty percent of every game because yep. Ridley is like a like a final to mid final boss. Um, and then when it comes to the video editing, honestly, I, I've gotten to a point where it's it's just a workflow thing. So you know, once I've got the hardest part is picking gameplay things because I like it to be relevant to what I'm saying um, instead of just being like fluff or whatever. And I don't timestamp while I play because it interrupts the experience and i feel like I, that that just kind of messes with my 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 analyst brain um 
And so I, I it's like, you know, I uh, it takes me like a day to put in like gameplay footage, which shouldn't really take that long. But once I've done that, you know, maybe like another like four to six hours of, of, ed- of editing work of just like making things slide on the screen and using text and uh, timing, uh, putting in like music sound effects. I also do, I, for most of my stuff, I do um, on camera. So I have to, and I have a green screen, so I have to key everything and uh, color correct and stuff like that. So, it, you know, if I if I just sat there and worked and and you know, barring for the 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 variable of gameplay recording, it'd probably be like five days of like actual like just work. And it, just that right there probably just freaked out a lot of people because <laughs> you're saying you're putting five days into a video. That do you also have? Do you have a full time or a part time job while you're doing this? It's actually it's it's very funny that like we're talking about this specific thing because um yeah I I, I do now like as of like four weeks ago mm-hmm. um for the longest time while I did this I worked at GameStop and uh, I I did that while I worked it was stick sales also um but I worked at GameStop and I worked like whatever like twenty eight hours something like that not not full time and I would do this and this didn't really make a lot of money. Um, and with, by like last year, it, it was, it's been making like money, like not like a lot, I, I, like in total after three, three ish years of work. And I, I'm at like 22,000 subscribers or let me see, I guess views are probably more a better reflection of that. Um, yeah. I don't know. I, I like never keep track of these things. I'm at like 715,000 views total for the channel. And that's made me like a little over a thousand dollars, like yep. a, like a, a $1,200, something like that, which is not a lot of money <laughs> for, for, for the work for, you put in. Yeah, right. It's really not. And I guess I'm I'm not saying this as a don't do YouTube. I'm saying this as an understand. You will not make money for a long time um, unless you just explode, which is great. But um, so yeah, I, I had to work. I had to work to to kind of stay afloat. And uh, GameStop was was fine at the time. And I, eventually, I started doing um, I started doing like uh, contract work for Did You Know Gaming, which is like yeah, I was a. Gonna ask how did that start? Um, it's, it's uh, I guess to transition into that, I there, there's a convention uh, called Screw Attack Gaming Convention, and Screw Attack is like a, a video hosting slash producing website. They've been around for years. They hosted uh, the Angry Angry Video Game Nerd, who inspired most of the people that I work with, who have been doing it longer. Um, and they they have a convention and they I guess it was almost dead and then it didn't die and so they like hosted it and all of my my hidden block people who are now very close friends of mine um well some of them you know we we, we this is kind of like a thing in this yeah. community you kind of like you make friends and you're like wow online friends who, who do the same thing I do I I want to talk with you just talk about making videos and shit all the time um we we like we we all met at that at that convention two years ago um. And I met uh, Shane, the guy who runs Did You Know Gaming, and we, we, you know, we weren't like I wasn't like up his ass or whatever, but uh, we hung out every once in a while, and it, I was pleasant, <laughs> and I, I never like talked about like oh I should work for you, but it was kind of like um, it was it was something that it was on my mind when I started the channel it was like if I got a job at like Did You Know Gaming, I could make money doing this, and then I could sit I could work on my channel with less worry, I guess. Yeah, not much me. You, you just, man, the, the, you will fight. It's like, it's like the ring. Like, you just want to put it on. I just want to make fun of, you know, Five Nights at Freddy's. If yep. I do it, I'll just make so much money. <laughs> and you, you, honestly, you will. You could just make a video about certain things, you'll make money. Like, you want to talk about Sonic game. Shit on or, or love a Sonic game. You will, you will get views. Uh, guaranteed. That, that, the, the community is insane. Same thing with Mario or Zelda. Um, but I didn't want to have to do that. So I was like, okay, well, you know, maybe I could get this job at Did You Know Gaming. We started like playing games and stuff. Um, uh, I don't remember what it was exactly, but games started coming out, and like our after SGC, there was like you know forty of us or whatever who had like become friends or at least acquaintances, and we started like you, you know being in Skype groups and blah blah blah. The point is, make friends, um, actual friends. And at some point, like he was, he was complaining about scripts. Like somebody just he was like, "I don't want to do all this." And I was like, "Hey, man, if you ever need, you ever need help, I I could I could look it over." I unlike a lot of people who do YouTube, I actually really like writing. Yeah, really. <laughs> I've learned that a, a lot of people who do YouTube just want to talk about stuff, which is totally fine. I'm just saying that I love writing, so I was like, "I'm down, I help." And uh, I looked over Fire Emblem, the Fire Emblem script, and eventually, I mean, it really wasn't a script. It was kind of just like a like a laundry list of facts. Mm. And um, 
I put it together. He liked it, paid me. And I think a couple of months after that, I did Jet Set Radio, which for a, for a digital gaming video on a completely, not a, not completely, but a very relatively small cult classic. Yeah, not like a Mario or a Donkey Kong or something like right. that. It, it's the biggest Jet Set Radio video on YouTube. Mm. Is that video? Which I mean, that channel blew each, my each one does mind. like between like five hundred thousand to like over a million views. So it they definitely yeah they they especially when we get really good when we yeah. find really good pieces of trivia. I mean, with Jet Set Radio, I just put literally everything. Mm. Um, and like uh, I, he he liked it, and you know I think in February of last year I was um, I was just complaining about doing my channel. And then like I need, and then doing digital gaming and doing GameSpot or Spot GameStop. I hate that. That's so I don't know. I've <laughs> that never to me. My mom <sighs> would be like, "Oh yeah, he's a writer at you know the GameStop." I'm like, no, nope, that's nope, not it. <sighs> Drives me nuts. It happens all the time. Yeah, but um, uh, and so he was like, "Well, I'll you know, well, I'll I'll pay you more to just keep doing digital gaming stuff." And uh, so we had like a little contract deal, and I just sat there and did digital gaming, and uh, I quit GameStop. And so that was eventually, essentially became my full-time job was doing digital gaming and then my channel stuff on the side. And the the point, it, it was, you know, we're, we're friends. So the point was kind of to help each other out, not necessarily just be like a job thing. So he was like, he like gave me, I think, I think I've done like 11 digital gamings now, which is, um, is pretty good for, for crossover stuff. Like when I, when I did my first one, which I think was on, well, was on Jet Set Radio. Uh, I got like 2,000 subscribers from it, and then wow. I did one on Halo and Grand Theft Auto, and you know those are all big. Those are all big deals. So I'm, you know, I'm super appreciative of him. He's a he's a great guy. Very is that, what you, is that guy. what you still do as your job? So it's not my it's it's not like my full time job because uh, I actually just got hired by uh, Peanut Butter Gamer to do uh, various forms of assistance. I, I've been calling it creative assistance. Um, but like helping him, uh, film and write and edit and, oh, awesome. uh, record footage and stuff. Yeah. It's, it's super, it's super awesome because, you know, um, it, it's just a little bit more sustainable just because of the way that Shane does his stuff. It's a little bit more like piece by piece and, uh, which is great. It's fine. Um, definitely if you are good at writing trivia, like it, you know, sometimes some of the writers that he finds are not not so great at mm-hmm. writing. They like gaming trivia, but they're not so great at writing it. Um, so, you know, it's something that he takes scripts from people, like, and pays. Um, but, yeah, so I was like, okay, this is a little bit more sustainable. And so I, I went with it, and which is why I'm, like, moving up to Washington and stuff. Oh, wait, um, what? But yeah, so, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah no, it's uh, in Washington State. Okay. Um, but yeah, no, that's so it's it's like a it's like a really big deal at least for me. Uh you know, the idea is for, you know, Austin who's uh he runs Peanut Butter Gamer. Um we're you know going to try and like output like way more videos and stuff like that. How and big so, is that channel right now? How many subscribers? 1.4 million, Jeez. I think. Yeah, okay, so not too bad. Is, yeah, not not too bad at all. It's which is sort of I think around where where did you know? Did you know gaming is at like 1.8 something million? Yeah. And the uh, so peanut butter game is at like 1.4. Um, and really, the, the I, I love digital gaming. I love Shane. But the only difference is like this is like more. This is a, a lot more sustainable just because it's like a full year contract. Yeah, it's a consistency of work thing. It's you exactly know, you need to make enough money to survive and you know ex- right. know when the money's coming. Right. Exactly. Um, and so I and I'm still gonna do digital gaming stuff for, for as long as I have time because it's a lot of fun. And I like the editing process and I've gotten it down to a science so I can do it really fast. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that, those are the kind of the two things, the two ways that I've started that I've made money, I guess, uh, throughout throughout this and throughout, you know, my uh, my own like YouTube channel was really just uh, I survived off of doing digital gaming and, you know, now doing a, a peanut butter gamer stuff. It's it's always so interesting to hear different people's rats because like you said, some people just make a couple of videos they blow up and then they can go from there but you know more often yeah, than man. not it's a lot like, of friends who've done that <laughs> yeah and like i mean more often than not it's like this and it's like this i mean even with like my writing i was writing for two three years for nothing man, before i got there i was there. watching you and then all of a sudden it was like game spot <laughs> bam 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 i'm like whoa sh-, you know here he yeah, goes yeah, it was Which, and i weird. i said that shit years <laughs> but like before you were even like graduated uh your university i was like he's just gonna He's gonna break the fucking ceiling. Like, I was always super appreciative of people saying that because you know this is like you and Doug and a couple of people being like, look, like I, 
like this is gonna happen i was like yeah. I just, you never know like you know i'm i'm one of those like you know nose to the grindstone just go yep. like not really think about like okay just keep keep going yep. don't worry about whether or not you're gonna get picked up like hopefully it'll eventually happen and it's it's been weird it's it's been super weird that is exactly exactly how yeah and like yeah just being able to you know be fortunate enough to write for game and a lot of this a lot of this is hard work but so much of it is luck too because you know it i is. uh had known kevin van ord because he oddly he grew up like 40 minutes from where i grew up and we had somehow gotten to a discussion about that um he had helped me when we were still also at six scales i did that interview with the people who made darksiders 2 mm-hmm. and he had helped with that so his number was in my phone so at one time i'm like hey looking for people after you know a long time into it and he finally said yes and then that built the ign and then it just kind of snowballed and got really cool and like now it's weird for me right now to be like you know i'm not a freelancer anymore uh to be doing what i'm doing now uh and like getting these so much of it's just opportunities and similar to you all of it starts kind of started with stick skills because when i went to we we met at e3 Mm -hmm. uh, and i think you you might have been with me when we first met um Corey Davis, who was doing Yaiba at the time. Yeah, uh-huh, yeah, yeah, uh, yep. Which that game didn't turn out great. But, uh, <laughs> uh, I mean, that's... that's. I remember us talking about Yeah, that. I remember looking I was at like, like I was like, is this done? <laughs> yeah, it was, you know, there's, I think there's a lot of stories behind the scenes that I'll eventually learn. Because, I mean, that's who I work for. Uh, oh, really? I didn't even know that. That's who, because he, um, he also did, you know, Spec Ops The Line. And oh yeah, no, he's. I mean, he's, as a person, he's definitely he he's, he gets it done. Oh, totally, and he's very talented. You know, you get into certain situations where yeah, know, yeah, it's game development, and yeah, and like that's that's who I work for now, and that studio is now up to fifteen people, and um, dude, that's awesome. There's something that. that you know, of course, there's a lot of things like I talk about, but there are definitely like big things going on that are a big reason for why I dropped all my freelance to be like this is you know. I believe in this project. Uh, so, yeah, it's super weird to look back on all that stuff and, you know, say, like, you know, Stick Skills was the reason I got the GameSpot and IGN. Yeah. But it's also, oddly, the reason that I have this job with this company now, and now I'm making that odd transition to writing about games to writing for one and yeah. uh, doing all this stuff. I actually have something. I think this podcast is going up this is sometime in February. We're recording this pretty early. Uh, at that point, I'll probably already have a few things up. So it's just life's weird. I live in Florida now. I I have a full time job and doing this, and it's everything snowballs. Uh, yeah, it's, it's it's super crazy. I like at the beginning of this year, I was like lamenting, like, okay, I need to, because I I think over the last like year, I I, I kind of struggled with with the welcome to freelancer work ethic yeah where at first you like go ham and then you freak out a little at least i did and i started i, I kind of dropped off on work that's and- that's one of the major pitfalls and that would be something that anytime i talk to freelancers like you're gonna have that initial burst where you're like fucking going where like for me it's like yeah. ign vg 24 7 video gamer pace i had like my byline was everywhere and then if you're not the, a certain personality type, which is not a good or a bad thing, it's just a certain personality type. It's really hard to keep that momentum without getting exhausted. And and, and I, you know, I did. I I got exhausted. And um, uh, it, frankly, I mean, like I, I guess you know, whatever. It's not like I can hide it. Like I haven't really, I haven't made a video in the last like two months or so. Um, and you know, it was it was kind of like it was a really tough decision. But I decided that I needed to like take like a break and kind of un, like get a perspective on what I wanted my end game to be. Recharge your batteries too because right. that's extremely like if you lose passion your videos aren't going to be as good. Exactly. And and that's what had happened is I was worrying about money. I was worrying about uh, watchability. I was worrying about uh, you know I have to get collabs. I have to talk about this stuff in this way like just the way that people like uh, consume YouTube videos. I just felt like I was fighting the system and all this you know, bullshit, which whatever may or may not have had truth to it. The point was that I wasn't making things the way I was before and I wasn't enjoying it. So I like took a step back and um, it was really funny because the re- because I did that when when Austin brought up the idea of working for him and moving and like doing like a full time thing on his channel, I you know, it, it was so easy because I was like, oh, I'm not working on my channel. Let's do it. Yeah, and, and he was like just talking about it, and then like a month later, he was like, "Let's go," and I was like, "Shit," you know. Um, <laughs> Are I'm you down. working out of a studio then? Uh, no, it, it'd be like uh, on. I'll I'll be up in an apartment up there, and then okay. like sometimes I'll work at his uh office, and sometimes I'll work 
just on my own. Because hmm. we, we haven't done it yet, so I don't really, I don't really yeah, know exactly. Get, how we'll it's just figure it out when you get there. Right, which is is also really exciting. Um, yeah. but yeah, so it, it was just kind of like, well, you know, if I hadn't taken the step back, because Frank, I, I guess the point I'm trying to get to is that vi- the video stuff is super fun, and it's the kind of thing that is. It's it makes money and video is so important now. I think it's kind of like obvious at this point where it's like, okay, well, if I'm good at this and I can make money, um, and so I was like, well, okay, I need to I need to be making money at the end of the, the day because I'm yeah, not pretty important enough, right? Yeah, and I don't I don't want to die. And as much as I love my <laughs> channel, it's not making a lot of money right now, and I I just don't have at at a certain point you kind of lose the safety net or you give give it up, mm-hmm. and um, I was kind of I I kind of was giving it up. I was like, all right, I need to. I need to just let this go for for a while. Um, And, you know, now that I'm going to have money again, it's like, well, I could totally just go back to this whenever I want. And and I can and I can feel comfortable in doing actually whatever I want. Yeah, I don't have to worry about like how do you know, you you'll hear YouTube's talk about YouTubers talk about analytics all the fucking time because YouTube gives you so much like the demographics, what people are playing it back on, like how your ads are doing, all these different things, so much information. And there's plenty of, you know, uh, perfectly valid things to, to discern from that information that you could use to improve your channel and do better. Um, and, you know, to, to get big enough so you can pick up brand deals and like brand deals are what make are, are how, how most people live on YouTube. Because a lot of times revenue is not, you know, you're gonna you're gonna need like probably like a hundred thousand views a video before you could and be making them one like one a week before you can have a quote unquote job doing YouTube. Yeah. And and that's like living in somewhere not like L.A. or New York or Washington. Like that's like somewhere you know maybe Midwesty something like not like a super expensive place. Um, and there's nothing wrong with that. I'm just saying that it takes a lot of views. To just live off of revenue. Yep. So it, you know, being able to drop all of that, just tumultuous, you know, fear. It just, it's, it's amazing. It, it makes me, you know, it's reinvigorating. It's like, well, yeah, okay, I like can money, go back to doing. Of course, like you know, the old adage, like money doesn't buy happiness. Of course not, but it does give you it more freedom. It sustains happiness. <laughs> it, it takes a lot of that stress off of you. It, it gives mm-hmm. you, like you said, that freedom, and maybe that's what you needed to, because when you're you know, at that time, you might have been making videos because you needed money, and then it might change the way. Not that I think you would sell out or anything like that, but it might mm-hmm. change the way you make them because you know, like, well, I, I need money to survive. And now that you have this consistent thing, um, and this is something I do want to know. Like, now that you have this consistent thing, and you do have some, did you know, gaming on the side? But like, what is your future plan for your actual channel? So, um, I guess, <laughs> funnily enough, in the vein of of you. I'm also I've I decided that I I think that my the greatest sense of fulfillment that I could find would probably be making games at this point. And yep. I avoided it for years for a long laundry list of reasons, most of which have to do with my own insecurities. And I was just like I can't do it. It's just I can't do it. It's fine. I just won't do it cuz I can't. And um I got I just was like, you know, forget it. I'm just going to do I, there was like a itchio itchy or itch.io yep. whatever put out this like my first game jam game jam and i was like well i'll just do that and that 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 conversation actually went i don't want to do this i'm gonna fail blah 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 and then i was like okay i'll just do it anyway and uh, i had a lot of fun and so i think you know ultimately i i want to make games and just kind of i would sustain myself with the with video stuff so i was thinking with my channel and i'd been talking with some other people and it'd it'd be very i think it'd be a lot of fun just to talk about like to do what i have been doing which is to you know just finding the premise of games and um approaching it you know, eventually, like as like a developer or yeah. as someone who's like trying to learn. And when I made the channel, I was trying to learn about game design. So I guess it's kind of interesting to have it come full circle and, and not just be a case of like, here's what I think and, and more of like, here's how it's affected me. Like here, this is, you know, regardless of how you feel about this stuff, like this is what I learned from Bastion. This is what I learned from, you know, Shadow of the Colossus, whatever. Uh, so yeah. that that was kind of like what I'm what I'm hoping to sort of turn the channel into. It's this a smart kind of... idea because like it gives you that background for maybe if you were to make your own game, you understand what works for you and you're getting to the core of it instead of this very surface level. Like, I don't know the jumping feels good. I guess I'll make good jumping uh, <laughs> compared to like, well, no, this, this works because of this and this is a building block toward this. And I think, uh, 
we're both similar that when we got into this, there was never like, well, I just want to get my foot in the door so then I can eventually I can move on from writing or from video to make a game. Because uh, a lot of people get into games writing so they can, you know, um, once again, not naming any names. They, you know, get the, they get the contacts and then suddenly they're working at Ubisoft or suddenly they're working at a studio like that. And I think our passion more lied with the actual discussion of it. But mm-hmm. what all this time doing this has given us is this different view, this different context, and this different kind of understanding of games from this side that I think all your video like criticism and dissections of these games would help you make a better game in the same way that all of my experience working in the press is going to help when I'm reaching out to the press or I am yep. writing dialogue for a game or writing on their website and understanding what people are looking for uh, while also having my own unique spin to it. So it's these are all... Interesting, but I think extremely beneficial foundations for where we're going. Yeah, and you know, it's it's uh, it does like I I still think of, like I think about my channel all the time because obviously I did it for three years, so it's like dang, like I wish I could just be making stuff and have time to learn how to like I'm I learn I'm learning how to make games from zero, um, and you know, un- unlike unfortunately, just for like all the writing I've done. Like I'm, I'm not even at that point because since I'm just doing stuff on my own, I, I have to learn how to do like C sharp and like Unity and yeah, um, which is fun. I just it's kind of like you know I don't unfortunately I don't have time to do everything because I still need money now before my job starts. Mm. So I've, I haven't it hasn't it's starting in like the beginning of March and then I have to do that and you know it's kind of just like finding finding the the, the, the space. I guess to do everything that you want to do is is pretty tough. I, I you know as a I guess as a freelancer in general, it's kind of like finding this the space to allow yourself to pursue what you really want to do while also accepting opportunities that turn into sustainability. Yeah, and not burning yourself out. Right, because you it, the the burnout uh, like my you know if my this YouTube channel if if this other deal hadn't come along, I mean this burnout could could have been incredibly detrimental. Because it's like, well, you know, and thank you, by the way, for saying this. But, you know, as you say, and as is true of really pretty much anybody who puts, I think, effort into their their content on YouTube, you are always just a feather drop away from yep. exploding. And if you if you get if you blow up at the wrong time, it'll 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 mess you up. It'll really mess you up because like with, with those hidden block people, I mean, all of them have have gotten pretty big mm-hmm. uh like i think uh kid icarus is at like something 300 something thousand or 400 i don't know he's but he's he's the dude is that guy is insane he just fucking works yeah. like just a truck anyway um if you blow up at the wrong time it affects you so bad like he he worked so hard he got bedridden like three times mm-hmm. a- and i never had that problem but I, you know, my burnout was like, I was just like, I don't want to do anything anymore. And so like, if I had blown up and then all of a sudden I don't want to do anything now, I'm just having this dissonance about like, I'm not worth the views that I'm getting suddenly from nowhere. And it's like, well, now it's not even my fault. It's some other person who found it. So it's like, I'm not even this good. And there's all these like identity <laughs> issues. And it's like, oh, there, man, I could you can't let that pile up. Almost so do bad. an entire podcast on like <laughs> The mental impact and like an almost near depression you can get into. And it sounds like I'm blowing it up, but it's true. Where if you don't manage yourself correctly when you're self-employed and if you are an extremely passionate person who hits a wall, um, Mm -hmm. it's so much worse because you're running so unbelievably fast. I was putting so many hours into stick skills and into game ranks and everything I was doing. And there was a time um, when I got this full-time job, which, you know, pays more than anything that I've ever had before. I, I immediately... I had I could stop thinking about money for the first time in my life. Um, and mm-hmm. when you get comfortable, I was going full speed and just hit a fucking wall. And I do remember mm-hmm. that moment and being like, "Oh, like this is weird," and had to find a way to inspire myself to do stuff again. So yeah, it's if you blow up or find success at the wrong time, it can be hard. You have to yeah. understand. It sounds really like kind of like first class citizen is like you need to know how Mm -hmm. you're gonna you know handle your massive (laughs) success when everyone loves you and you're making money but like that's a first off none of it's massive that's it's all you know at scale but it's it's a real thing yeah it's absolutely right and i i think the the there's two sides to it there's a stigma against even being successful on youtube which is completely freaking insane yeah but like you know you people yeah, people yell like sell out shit like that all the time and it's it's asinine. You if you if you get to a point where you're doing really well and the views start climbing 
and you're starting to get, you know, higher, you know, CPM or more, you know, whatever money for ads. Um, except that that at some point you might be quote unquote famous in in that's in a sense to the yeah. point where you know if you got two hundred thousand people, three hundred thousand, a million people following you specifically, temper yourself because the better that prepared that you are, the I mean, like I as a friend of mine, uh, her channel is Geek Remix. I she, I we like met so to speak when she was at five hundred subscribers. She's at ninety. 9,000 something like that now she just yeah she blew the hell up and you know we talked we we talked throughout the entire process and uh i i haven't so to speak blown up um and that was a major source of me being like i don't want to do this anymore because i'm like not getting anywhere um but you know on the other side of the fence it there's just as much stress so i think i guess between those two extremes between like getting huge from not from nowhere and working really hard for a long time and not really getting anywhere, you know, just make sure that you're doing it for the right reasons Yeah. because, you know, stepping back and being like, okay, I get it. I, I really just wanted, I really just wanted to make games. Yeah. Like that, that was the truth of three, you know, something years of work was just, I was just putting off making games and I love making videos and I'll continue to do it, you know, outside of my job even. But like, um, I don't know, just, just, just keep keep that in mind, I guess. Cause that's, yeah. Totally. It's helped me so much in yeah. the last like just like few months since I've taken a break. I just it's amazing. This is one of the most advice centric podcasts I've done in a while. This is great. This is one of those like if you're trying to make videos, you should probably listen to this. You can get a good idea <laughs> of the entire scope of it. And we've actually been talking for an hour. So uh, really, like all these podcasts, I always try to have at least one last tip at the end, even though we've had a lot throughout this one. And I think kind of to boil this down, uh, this is just something I've been thinking about a lot. And I one of the greatest skills. I learned um, when I moved to Florida and li- you know, started living by myself and didn't know anyone here. And you get a lot of time to yourself when you're, you know, you're, you're meeting new people, you're building yourself back up. Uh, it's really always been important for me to take a lot of time to evaluate where I'm at, who I am and what I want to do. Because um, so often you get into a mode and this kind of goes back to that when you're just running full speed. You're doing the same thing. You're doing very similar things and you're heading in a direction and you just assume that's what you want. Mm-hmm. Uh, and one of the greatest things I did was just kind of take a step back, look at where I was at and be like, okay, what what am I good at? What's working? What direction do I really want to head into? Because it's so, even if you're working really hard, it's easy to do what's comfortable. To oh, yeah. wake up every Monday, have the exact same, like I'm going to write five news stories, I'm going to play this game, I'm going to do a review, or I'm going to do this at my job, or go home and do that. Uh, it's so hard to do what's uncomfortable. And um, just while I've been working on this first feature for this website, I uh, when I initially gave them the first idea for the the post, it was it was what was comfortable for me because it's what I've done before. And immediately was told, like not in a mean way, but in a very you know we had a different direction with this. Uh, and I had to step out, look at their edits, and understand like I'm going to have to write in a way that's uncomfortable for me for now because this is not my normal tone. And what happened is I immediately did it, struggled for a bit, but it clicked. And I'm like, oh, this is I can do this. And my first thought was I had that initial rush of panic when you do a new job and you're like, mm-hmm. I can't do this. I made a mistake. <laughs> I'm awful. I suck. Like I can't do this without an editor. But immediately I clicked, and they're like, no, it's exactly what we're looking for. And that was the encouragement I needed. So if you're going to have to get a little uncomfortable, but like take time if you're a freelancer, especially if you are like working in your own own kind of space you're t- with your in your own thoughts a lot just take time to evaluate what you're doing understand if it's what you really want to do mm-hmm. and become uncomfortable in order to once again become comfortable so that is my tip for just life but also just for a lot of what's been going on with me yeah absolutely I've, I've agreed this is a great tip <laughs> <laughs> so if you have something you want to pass along i know you've given a lot but um a tip i think uh when it when like when it comes, I think you actually asked this question really early on. I think it was a great question. I think that it's something that everybody should ask themselves if they do freelancing. Of um, I I I I I hesitate to say this, but basically, outside of being you know like like if you if you want to be at some point a professional person who talks about any kind of entertainment medium, yeah. movies, books, games, if you want to be that person. Allow yourself to start as a fan because that is how you will find your critical voice. If you are trying to be from the get-go someone like Alay Alexander who has a lot of uh, talks about culture 
or or you know like a, a Kevin Van Ord who's a little bit more focused on the game experience itself. Like at least when he was you know like when he was like still doing all that kind of yeah. stuff. Don't don't try to be necessarily any any other kind of analyst that you know exists. Learn from them. Absolutely. I've learned plenty from both of those people. But be be a fan. Allow yourself to be a fan who just wants to talk about something and I think it'll 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 ease the um the imposter syndrome of feeling like you're like you don't you shouldn't be allowed to talk about what you're talking about because anyone can talk about video games even if you haven't learned how to yet. Yeah. Um so give yourself that space. Yeah, and imposter syndrome is a real thing. And also anyone Absolutely. can talk about video games that is real because almost everyone online does and you need to find a genuine way to talk about them and make people care. Yeah. Uh, which is really fucking hard. Way easier said than done. But Wait, Which is, you'd think, this, this, this would be a whole other thing, but just an aside, mm. Undertale has taught me that <laughs> so many people don't talk about games. Yeah. They do not talk about the games themselves. Like, just people just kind of like don't know how to talk about Undertale. They, yeah. They're just like, I just love it. I just love it. I just love it. And it's like, well, that's great. So, like, what kind of, how do you feel like it, it, it spoke to you? I don't know. I like Sans. He's funny. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's those like, people who are also going to comment in your videos and get angry at you when you say you don't like something they like because they can't yeah. actually put into words their yep. feelings, which, you know, Putting right. into words how you feel, that's what makes you a writer or someone who critiques stuff. And that is a skill. Exactly. Uh, exactly. So, Todd, it's been great to catch up because I don't think I've yeah, talked man. to you in like at least 30 years. Uh, <laughs> Something like uh, that. I've, I've definitely gone through uh, my midlife crisis. Oh, yeah. No, time. dude. It's yeah, I'm <laughs> over the hill already. I just, <laughs> yeah, it's been good to catch up. I'm really glad that things are going well for you because yeah, I did deserve it. And you, thank you. I'm excited to, let's, Definitely do this again uh, a couple months into your new job. I want to hear how that's going. Yeah, so, man, for sure. I'm all about it. That'd be super fun. Yeah. So, yeah. Thanks so much. Happy everything is going great. And uh, thanks, everyone, for listening. Hopefully, hopefully, you turn back in for the next episode of the 1099. <laughs>